Giovanni. Yo, yo, yo. yo. Uh, we had to restart. Paul's the I most. Had... I'm here here with Calvani, the designer stepdad. <laughs> Honestly, he ain't, he ain't stepdad. He's a fucking we'll designer talk about stepdad. That later, but it's kind of dope. Yeah, she's it's it's more attractive honestly watching her like take care of her kid that's, and like that's a manly perspective that man. Yeah, that's a man shit. Well, too many dudes are afraid of girls with kids. Yeah. You know. I I that was like the ultimate like cuz she's so fine. I was like I bet like so many dudes have fucked up and like been scared to talk to her cuz of that. Yeah. But I was just like she said that and I almost went like more and like Cause I didn't want that shit to scare me at all, you know. Like yeah. mentally, like we were at the bar talking, and I was just like, I like tried not to let that, like I, you know, what I'm saying like obviously it didn't phase me, but still like I've never had that before, you know. I didn't know the situation, so at I was the bar just with, like, her, with her and her kid, huh? No, no, like she just mentioned it. I you know, I'm fucking with you. You know, what you should do though. <laughs> I just thought about what, unless you already do this, do you what? replace the pockets on your on your jeans? Yeah, is that what that's for? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I saw that and I was like, dude, definitely. Yeah, I replaced the color. Just like a black, like if you made me like a black pair of jeans. Yeah. With just a pocket like that, that would be dope. You like I'd them? wear that all, really? all day. All day, every That's day. That's so simple, too. Exactly. And you wouldn't want anything crazy on the pants, huh? You just want them plain. Maybe if it said like Calvani on it or something on the leg or something. Yeah, right. I something simple. Charge that much. That's what's up. I mean, I could buy the pants for you. I'm sitting here with Sean Shakespeare. Hey, 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 hey. It's, uh, this is my brother from another mother, one of my first and closest friends. Fucking gang, fucking gang, fucking gang. The gang of the um, suburb neighborhood called Garden Oaks. Hard knock life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the best retirement community in West Palm, Palm Beach Gardens. <laughs> so perfect, though. I'm so happy that. We, I, I think about that all the time. That it's like honestly such a blessing that we moved there and grew up, like met you guys. Yeah, you me know? too, man. I think about that all the time. Like, so many people grow up with just shitty people that they don't talk to anymore. And like, when I tell people that I'm that I hang out with my friends that I've known since I was like 12 years old, they're like, "Holy shit!" Like, I don't know anybody that I still talk to from that age. And I'm like, "Yeah, the only people I still care about are people that I've met from that age." Yeah. Yeah, straight up. It's wild. The, it's the best feeling. I wouldn't say the only with people, you guys. but you get it. Nah, for sure. And this month especially, I've seen you guys so much after Sonny gotten married. and That's some wild shit. Sonny got married. <laughs> yeah, wow. Nobody knows who Sonny is, but it's one of our good friends that also grew up in the neighborhood. And he's Asian. He's Filipino. You're right. He's Asian. That that is a subculture of the Asian. Of the culture. Asian. Uh, uh, I wasn't sure, honestly. The Asian persuasion. Because they're you know Filipinos like wild like a little bit. They're like, they're the black people of Asia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's a known thing. They're the black people of Asia. That's awesome. Yeah, they're hood as fuck. <laughs> yes. So you don't get shot in the Philippines. You get fucking hacked. Oh shit. They're on some like African Jamaica. shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, they will fuck you up in the Philippines. Damn, he wants me to go. It'll be straight. I think it'll be straight. If you yeah. go with him, like, him, his cousins and all that, dude, they're not playing any fucking games. They're not the people that, like, are going to have problems. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they're gnarly. Oh, yeah. 
my sonny told me a story of like him being at a his cousin broke a skateboard that sonny gave him because some dude like tried him at some concert or some shit and so his cousin like fucking hit this dude over the head with the skateboard and fucking broke it <laughs> broke the skateboard on some dude's head dude he must have hit him so how hard gnarly that. is that like yeah like how hard do you have to hit somebody to break a fucking skateboard it's hard enough to stomp a skateboard sometimes so yeah you'll be perfectly okay with them over there so what we're doing right now is we're playing chess because uh sean had this idea where he wanted to do a podcast over a game of chess check out the neighborhood and i've always wanted to do a podcast with him so i figured it was a great way to test it out we haven't moved one piece yet so yeah clearly it's a a little bit hard it's a little distracting to try it but i think it's a great idea Oh, and Paul, uh, Paul opens up with a good old D4 move. I want to help him like start D4 this thing. is dope. I will respond with a D5. <laughs> I wrote down some questions for this podcast. Shoot them out, dude. So, you are currently a recording artist, a music artist. You, I am. If you Google your name... Literally under, like, you don't even have to click anything. just pops up Sean Shakespeare, and then tiny words, music artist. Dope, yeah. I didn't see that. I think that's fucking crazy, especially being that your last name is Shakespeare. I'm vain and narcissistic enough to have Googled my name. I feel like like the first thing and only thing that should pop up is the, the, he's a poet? Yeah, fuck William. I was beat he a William poet on Google. Or was he a play writer? He's a playwright slash poet. So slash that's pretty crazy because he's material. Because supposedly he didn't write most of the stuff that he's famous for. Supposedly. That's crazy. I mean, most things we learn in school end up being bullshit, right? Yeah, Columbus, most artists today don't write their own Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah, that's true too. Um, so you were, you're the first person that ever recorded me. Oh yeah, remember? You built that ho- that house, that yeah. studio in your room yep, a long time ago. Yep, the Rinky Dick Closet Studio. And, um... That closet's still fucked up at my mom's house. Like, it's... Because I ripped out all the shelving and all that. Yeah. My mom was Is talking to me about it. Is there paint all over the walls still? I don't even know, really, because it's always closed whenever I stay in that room now, but... I talked to my mom about it yesterday, and she's like, I want to redo that closet one day, and I was just like, oh, sorry about that. And she was actually really cool about it. She was like, no, like, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, that's, that's awesome. how you got your start. Like, Damn. That's, all, like, you know. that's so beautiful. Yeah, she's way nicer of a mother than I deserve. <laughs> Fucking, that's beautiful, man. That's sick. Your, your mom has always been so nice. Yeah, she for always real. has been. Fucking, what... What like drove you to do build that studio when it's like, you know, like obviously that took money and time. So what made you finally be like pull the trigger at a time where you probably didn't have that much money? Like you were, you know what I'm um, saying? Like, well, what made you make that investment? And you were like, hey, I I'm gonna do it finally now. Like, cause you know that's basically what, just like, like it's, it's like I think it, yeah, like I think that. it's anything you obsess over. You just want it to happen, so it's just like you just you just fucking do it. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like I think I got I got that first microphone. That's one I still record all my vocals with at my house, um, for like two hundred bucks with my last paycheck at uh, I think. Where the fuck was that? 
damn, I forget now. I, but I got that microphone. I damn, I forgot. I think I, I got it from I got it from a guitar center. It was on sale. It's like two hundred some bucks, three hundred bucks or something like that. Mm -hmm. AKG mic, uh, Perception Series two twenty. Um, yeah, and then I was just like, okay, you know, it sounds like shit in here. And it was just like learning about acoustics and like. You know, because it was like metal, like on the back of a sliding mirror door for the closet. So it just reverberating all of this like metal. It sounded like shit. So I just like <laughs> put uh, blankets on the walls, big blankets and uh, pillows all over the inside of the closet door. And then it made it, you know, it made it work. Yeah, insulated it. Yeah. The pillows and shit. Didn't know shit about recording at all. Like I just knew if I could hear it, that's what I wanted. I didn't know anything about mixing. I didn't know anything about compression, EQ, nothing. So it was just like everything that I was doing back then was just like raw signal, and that's it. Like It was just like record that over the beat. I wasn't EQing my beats to my vocals or anything. Like It was just straight up one thing over another. And, uh, I mean, honestly, I listened back to some of that stuff, and it wasn't even bad for – I mean, it was demo quality stuff. You know, to a degree, like I remember we recorded something I did on a CD onto a CD. Oh yeah, and I had probably burned it on a CD. While. Nice. Yeah, I think that was one of the things you did for like. Didn't you win like a po a poetry contest or something at school? I've done stuff like that, but that was different. I remember that song. It's so gay. The girl in the purple hat. <laughs> Shout out to the girl in the purple hat. One of the first songs I ever wrote and recorded at your house. But yeah, there was just something that was just like, okay, I need to. I really want to hear myself the way I hear the artists that I look up to. And at the time, it was like a lot of Rhyme Sayers people, you know, Slug, Brother Ali. All How those did people. you find out about them? My brother. Um, he gave me a mix CD when I was in middle school. At the, about the time that I was like giving up on hip hop, I went here. I went. I moved this uh -oh. night to. Yeah, sorry. F6 night, baby. But um, at the time when I was kind of giving up on hip-hop because of all, like, kind of the, what I considered, like, bullshit lyricism, like, I didn't want to hear that shit anymore, so I was like, ah, fuck it, like, hip-hop's whack. And then my brother gave me a bunch of, a mix CD of uh, Aesop Rock and Atmosphere, and I was like, oh, damn, like, these people are actually talking and expressing themselves from, like, an honest, human, personable, relatable angle that i've never heard and that latched me onto it i felt like i've found like oh you know a new world or something that i could exist in because i had that through skateboarding but it was it was just another layer of life that i didn't know was there you know yeah, yeah. i remember like when you sh you put me onto that music as well yeah know, yeah and, and i would pry i would listen to that only and i just remember like you know i went to school i was a lot younger than you so i didn't go to school with you and I was pretty much like, it made me so more alone in school. Cause like, you know, yeah. everybody's it listening to this isolated, like, right? yeah. <laughs> like music, everybody knows. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck that shit. Like, yeah. That's exactly You know, I, I just felt. cared about you guys and like hanging out with y'all and like, you know what I'm saying? I just like, I, to me, all those kids were so whack at the, yeah. you know, but it, you know, sometimes it'd be like, everybody's trying to figure themselves yeah, out. Like exactly. And some, like, you know, there's no need to be negative about people right. and like, because they're just younger. That's you know like, you know, at like, that age, that's the, that's the defense mechanism socially. Totally. Is, is just like, uh, 
you kind of have to you, it's like we have this natural way of talking shit about the stuff that we don't like so aggressively to the point where because it's like we have to like feel like we really need to separate ourselves from the shit that we don't agree with because right. somehow if we don't we feel like we'll be associated with it or something and i feel like you grow out of that i mean i know you have i know i have you know Definitely. i don't care anymore it's just Definitely. like people just do what they do if i don't like it i don't fucking don't like it i don't care Definitely. you know but yeah. um yeah but yeah I, I felt that isolation too and i feel like it's a good thing like i feel like i was lucky enough to find just dope shit at the right time you know when totally. i needed it you know what i mean like totally. I, it was like right around that time when i was really getting into hip-hop was like when you know i lost my dad when i was 14 and then that happened and then it was just like skateboarding and music kept me from like losing my shit you know so um but yeah that isolation was a good thing because i felt like without that isolation i probably would have been more impressionable and more like malleable and moldable to like what my student body was doing and probably would have been more of like Same. sheep mentality like Same. herd mentality of like Same. oh that's what's popular like that's what i'm doing and i was just like no this is actually doper like this is better like so i don't care that you guys don't get it but i'm i'm interested in what's tight like uh -huh. you guys don't get it mm -hmm. and that's fine that you don't get it but i'm just gonna stick with my little ring of people that understand what the fuck's going on for sure at least that was my perspective and i, yeah. I still have that perspective and like growing up i kind of realized that helped me stay away from a lot of shit that has ruined a lot of people's lives straight up yeah like i've seen people like that i grew up in elementary school i was friends with and now i don't even want to ever see them in public because you know it's like all right we're gonna be mutually okay but i don't agree or, you know, honestly, I shouldn't because, like, there's things I've heard about them. It's like, I don't agree with, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, holy shit, they've turned into the, that kind of person. Yeah. We used to be friends, you know, in elementary school, which we're so young. But still, it's crazy to watch somebody change like yeah. that. And it's like, wow, I'm so glad that I didn't get it's like molded straight up, into that as it's well. It's a blessing or luck, depending on what you believe. Like, yeah. Because I've and obviously been lucky I mean by to have had you guys and cigarettes for me, you know, yeah. Xanax. I didn't even know what Xans were until probably like two years ago, and it's like come to find out, there's kids that are doing that shit in middle school. You know what I'm saying? Adderall. Yeah. A lot of kids even getting prescribed it, so it's not even really their fault. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But still, I feel like even if I was more friends with kids like my age at that time, I probably would have. There's a way better chance I would have been like doing stuff like that because like i found out about it early and it feels good and you don't really know the negative effects you know what i'm saying yeah. or even drinking too early or yeah. uh, you know what i'm saying yeah i do spice <laughs> that was yeah, big in middle school weird. kids were smoking the shit out of that because they couldn't smoke weed you yeah. know and i wasn't even really into weed like that back then so i didn't i remember like not letting you smoke weed because i didn't want you to go to your <laughs> i didn't want <laughs> You to go back to your your house high when you're like what like thirteen or something, dude. And weed used to like, fuck me up, dude. I remember you used to get fucking retarded on weed. Like, do you? I that was one of my questions. Is do you have any good stories you remember like that you could probably say from your point of view that's probably funnier? Like, like what story? I remember one time in San Fran. I just we were walking. I was so high and it was raining and I like took off my shirt and it was raining and it was so cold, but I was still just like, 
like yelling or just like you know being whatever and you were yeah. just like dude chill and like you know you're like that doesn't look good like you're a you little fucking kid like you know we're walking together like it looks like i'm like selling you drugs probably <laughs> Like, oh, I, I might have said that. You don't remember that? I might have said that. It's really so true. I mean, you've always been really way bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? That time, I, I wanted to bring that I, up I'd too. I'd appreciate like, if you not talk about my weight. Going. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> or, do you remember those times, like, at your bonfire? Yeah. Like, do you yeah. have any good story? If, like, do you remember, Dude, t- I, for I, the I audience? I remember, if, since we're talking about how fucking Space Cadet used to get on the weed. <laughs> Dude, I remember we were in Orlando before I moved there, years back, when we used to go up there to skate. We were at Andrew Bottenheimer's yeah, house. I remember that. Bit. And I remember yeah. I walked out to smoke a cigarette, <laughs> and I they had just rolled a blunt. And I was just like, hey, if you're going to let Paul hit that blunt, only let him hit it once. Like, <laughs> that's all he needs. He's going to be plenty high. Don't let him hit it again, because he's going to get fucking crazy. And uh, <laughs> sure enough... I come back in and you've got the blunt in your hand. You look like you're just the happiest motherfucker ever. <laughs> you just like have the blunt in your hand like this. And you're just like, yeah, like. And I was like, you like you. I was like, how many times has he had it? And I remember Devin like, uh, I don't know, like what, three, four times. I was like, what the fuck. And I remember uh, at some point I probably smoked another cigarette because I was like chain smoking back then. And then I come back in and you're trying to untangle your headphones, but it looked like you were like you just got put into your body for the first time and you were trying to figure out how like your extremities work and you couldn't just untangle it was the simplest looking thing and you just couldn't do it and you're just like giggling and laughing like while you're trying to undo your fucking headphones i was like that's why like right there i remember andrew going holy shit dude you're right i was like yeah i fucking told you yeah that's so good yeah i gotta look at my question sheet i love it i love it You were yeah. always like the, you know, you were the pure one, you know? You always called me Disney Channel. Disney Channel. DC. <laughs> yep. DC. Because you look like a Disney Channel kid. You kind of still do. You're like, you're actually the, you're actually the deal. Because like the Disney Channel kids are like these wholesome little kids. And then they grow up and do some fucked up shit. Other than like Justin Timberlake, he killed it. Like he is like the shining example of how to grow up after Disney. Life after Disney, featuring Justin Timberlake on our next episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, now you're just like, yeah, you know, you know what you do. <laughs> oh my god. So good. Disney Channel. Fuck yeah. That you guys can still book me if you want me to act in Disney Channel. I'm, you know, I I'm still gonna, want to be an actor. I so. back that. That's actually what should happen. I would go for it. Um, I, you have played guitar. You've played harmonica. Yeah. What other instruments have you played? Um, I tried to get into trumpet, but it didn't really work. I still have it sitting in my room, like collecting dust in my studio at home. Along um, with like recording, rap, like where did that love for music come from? I always really obsessed about memorizing lyrics to songs that I like. And not just memorizing the lyrics. Like, I wanted to memorize... I memorized, like, cadences and inflections. Like, obsessed over that shit. So it's like, if I, uh... Check me. 
if I, uh, what do you mean checkmate? You really thought that was checkmate, fool? <laughs> I don't know why. Like, he's feeling uh, himself today. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, get that fucking bishop, bishop out of here. Thought you weren't fucking, like, paying but, attention. I was like, ooh. Yeah, I'm ready for your shit. But, um, what's it called? Yeah, I always obsessed over, uh, memorizing lyrics and, um, just trying to figure out how to. My my whole thing when I was younger was like I want to sing along with this song, but I want to do it exactly how that artist is doing it, and I feel like that kind of like I guess trained me in a way to where when I was writing my own shit and delivering it, I was able to be a little bit maybe more precise than somebody else that was just starting out, just because I already practiced so many other people's stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I did that too. I, I I remember like listening in elementary school to Eminem and like getting into this like weird like mindset where I had to remember every lyric and how to write them down. Yeah. And I would like pause after every line and then write it down and like that's have what's a up. Book I mean of, that's like, his raps. Like yeah, that, I mean that's what's I don't up. Know that's why. like I mean that's a good person to you know like to study because like as far as like content and. uh just skill overall Eminem is Eminem crushes it like he you know like my thing with Eminem is like I think Eminem is fucking awesome to be honest I really think he's awesome as an artist I obviously don't know him personally but like I feel like as an artist he's fucking awesome Um, I think that he gets a lot of flack for I don't know what reasons maybe it's just like jealousy maybe it's this and that whatever the fuck well he's not really creating Um, music that people want to listen to anymore well I just well I wouldn't say that mainstream he has fucking a huge I know but you know what I mean by that mainstream well what I was gonna say was I feel like more recently in some of his stuff like especially when like Rap Rap God came out I guess that's not that recent now he got a lot of shit for that I feel like he got a lot of hype for that, but I think they, in my head, I'm like, bro, you don't even have to do that. Like, you're, you're, you're so good at what you do. Like, you don't need to. He already done. You it. don't need to like try to. Because I felt like that song was like him trying to prove that he could rap really well, and I'm yeah. like, why are you doing that? Like, yeah. you don't need to do that. You could just, just make shit that just sounds stylish to you. And I felt like that song sounded to me like overcompensating, like he was trying to prove something. And I'm like, he literally called it rap god. And in my head, yeah, and in my head, I'm like, bro, you don't have to. You could literally just just make a song about walking to the store. Yeah, like you could do that, and it would be fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Way funnier, probably. And it would, even if it's not funny, like whatever, it would just be stylish. Like I, you know, he does stylish shit. Fucking, do you remember the campfires you would have? Hell yeah. That's how I started rapping. Really? Well, not how I started, but like how I first was like really practicing. Because everybody would freestyle? Yeah, that was my favorite thing. The old, my favorite thing back then was like, how do I get, how do I orchestrate a situation where freestyling is going to happen? You know what I mean? Like if we're at a house, like take over the fucking, you know, aux cord and play instrumentals and just see what happens. Like try to provoke a freestyle any way I could. And uh, sometimes that would just be like, hey, you want to rap? And sometimes it would be just like talking shit to somebody until they rapped. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, with like Jimbo and Matt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah, but the, the bonfires were dope because it was just like, that was our safe haven. You know, we were younger and 
all wanted to do fucked How up shit we shouldn't be doing. Uh, I don't know. What, we're talking probably 17 to 19? Something like that? 17 to 20-ish? Still too young to buy alcohol. Yeah. So it was like with my mom. My mom was always so awesome with that because like she knew we were going to do some fucked up shit we shouldn't do. So she was like, By I'd rather you just do it here. Or what? Yeah, yeah, drink. And, like, she was just like, she didn't know I smoked weed till I was, like, 20. Mm-hmm. But, um, what's it called? Um, yeah, she was like, I know you're going to drink. I know your friends are going to drink. I'd rather you be drinking here yeah. at the house. Shout out to and mom. And be safe. Yeah, shout out Mom Dukes. <laughs> but uh, I'd rather you be here and your friends be safe. And at least I know where you're at. And I know you're not getting in if anything any actual trouble so if you're gonna drink just do it here is basically what she was saying Mm -hmm. which was awesome because it made me like for one appreciate the leeway she was giving me Mm -hmm. and made me not want to take advantage of that by like doing pills or like Mm. fucking snorting coke or some shit and it also like gave me kind of a area a space to to practice the shit that i like to Mm -hmm. do you know like especially just with friends just like Drink a little bit, smoke a little bit, and just freestyle. We would just do that for hours. I think that really gave you the... You know how, like, I mean, obviously there was never any, like, leader, but it's almost like everybody kind of always came to your house. Yeah. And I feel like we a big part of, like, a lot of people followed, you know, in your direction. Like, I definitely did being super young, you know what I'm saying? Like liking the music you liked, skating, like, learning how to skate, pretty much doing whatever you guys did, you know? So I feel like, almost in a way, like, that really gave you that, like, that shepherd-like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I don't know, people can, like, look to you as, like, just, like, a safe haven or, like, a safe person to go to or, like, a really good friend, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of, a good friend to a lot of people. Yeah. Just kind of you know what i'm saying i don't know yeah it makes you have a big yeah, group of people that it, are it, loyal it's, it's, to you it's crazy like i i feel i totally feel that and like I, I feel like i've in more recent years become a lot more of an isolated person than i used to be you know for various reasons but yeah i mean yeah i kind of miss that i do miss that like i miss that like sense of kind of like creating our own little micro community within another one you know mm-hmm and um, and it still exists, but in my life day to day, it doesn't exist the same way as it used to. But that's why I want you to move back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And you know, I, I like a lot of me wants to move back too. A lot of me does. Do you remember the fire department showing up at my house? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> because they uh, what they thought the I guess they got a call because of smoke because we were burning like fucking crates. <laughs> Like, not crates, but uh, pallets. It's so funny. You guys used to steal those from Home Depot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we tried to not be total pieces of shit about it. We would get the broken ones, but still. That's, that's, that's totally, nice. Totally, totally stealing. And probably breathing in crazy chemicals, because all those <laughs> things were just treated to shit. Like, no matter what, we were definitely... Yeah, like, jokes on us. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Those are good times though. Good times. Yeah, fire department showed up. 
Like, oh, we got a call about a fire. I'm like, yeah, there definitely is a fire. Um, okay, uh, is it, where, you know, where, what are we looking at here? Where's, where's the fire? I'm like, oh, it's right back here. Okay, I mean, it's off the ground. Um, you're good. <laughs> like, all right, yep. Later. You were the first one out of, like, our group to move to California, which I feel like back then is, like, the dream. And it still is for a lot of people, especially that want to make it and doing something where it's skating for us back then or music yeah. now or literally why i moved there me was clothing skate. anything that it's like popular culture yeah yeah that's like california you know what i'm saying so like how was that what was that like like the move like deciding hey i'm gonna move to fucking san francisco that was kind of wild because it was like i moved out there because of skateboarding i kind of the, the ruse was I was going over there for school, for illustration. <laughs> the ruse. <laughs> yeah, that was the ruse. Um, that was the excuse. That was the only way I could do it. Because um, right. I needed to take out loans and whatever to even survive. So I was like, I may as well just go to school for something that I like, which at the time was drawing more than anything else. I didn't really, I, pro- I, sh- I should have went for fucking audio back then. That would have been tight. But anyway... Um, yeah, moving out there was awesome. The weather was just way better for skating. Like, the hills are amazing, like, for spots. I I became definitely, like, the best I've ever skated was after living out there for a year. Because when you get there, first of all, the hills are fucking gnarly. So it's just like, you have to, you just have to skate better when you go out there. If you're going to skate, you just have to be better than you are. You just have to. Or else you're not going to have fun. So you have to, like, kind of be okay with being fucking scared every day. Like, the first time bombing, a, like, a real hill was fucking terrifying. Same. There's traffic. There's, like, there's potholes. There's It's gnarly. Like, stoplights, you know. And you just get used to it to the point where it's just like, yeah, I can, I know I can bomb this hill. I'm, and now I'm chilling. Like, now I'm just going to the store for some juice and like just bomb the hill. You know what I mean? But what you don't realize when you're bombing those hills is that you get better at skateboarding just because you're going faster more. And like going faster more just makes you better at skating. Like in general, I don't care what you're doing. And like that made it. Yeah, it made me fucking better. It, made, it was just so fun. Like, I definitely, I don't I don't think I've ever felt as free as I did when I was skating out there, straight up. Which is kind of fucked up, because it's just like, why didn't I just go back? I don't know, but whatever. Go back? What do you mean? Like, because I moved, when, I moved, when I left San Francisco, I wasn't planning on staying in Florida. I was planning on kind of regrouping, because I was so broke. I was just like, I just need to save up some more money, I'm going to try this again, let's move back. And that just never happened. Well, it was difficult for you out there. I remember a couple times, like, yeah, it was when hard. you had, you know, Amber, your ex, I, uh, she, like, cried one time. She came back because she couldn't buy a soda. Because she couldn't buy a soda? Like, her fucking card declined, and she was crying, which... I just remember, like, seeing that 15 years old and being like, dude, it's a struggle out here. It's taking a toll on people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can take a toll on you for real. It was rough. And, like, we were both, like, to be honest, we just shouldn't have been together anyway. I didn't mean to even bring her up like that. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. 
I just meant that we're as cool an now. example. Um, you know I what think, I'm saying? Like, we shouldn't have been together. Like, we weren't compatible, but we tried. We were we were definitely compatible as friends. Probably moving together didn't really help. We were huh? compatible Especially as friends for sure. Like, but like, uh, yeah, that was one of those relationships where I feel like it started. It felt forced a little, yeah. like towards the end. And, uh, like that where it's like, where it felt, shit, if we move out, like, and it was just like, I didn't know, like, she was my first, like, real girlfriend. Yeah. You know? No, same. Like, I mean, like, it was like that kind of with, my, with Jacqueline and, uh, you know, moving in this house, because the forced part was like, if I broke up with her, her dad would probably just kick me out of this house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, moving across the country, it's like. Yeah, that's where, because, you know, we broke up before I moved out there. We broke up, like, straight up broke up. Like, I was just like, I'm moving over there. Like, I gotta, I think, this is, like, we're not, what are we gonna do? A long and distance she came thing? With you. She Indefinitely. You. Yeah, because I fucking got soft and then ended up talking to her more because she still was calling me and we would still text and we would still talk. And then it got to a point where through talking, like, yeah, uh, yeah you know, up, I, I miss you. I miss I you too. Come? Like, yeah, we'll move out, you know, whatever. And then she moved out there. That was a mistake. For both of us, that was a mistake for both of us. Like I didn't, I dude, I'm, I'm still not like. I don't know. Maybe there's some girl that would be like that. We could be like mutually good for each other, but I still don't feel like I'm like good for someone else right now. Cause there's so much shit that I want to do. I'm selfish with my time. There's shit that I. It's just like my, like my life is so about me right now that it's like, not, it wouldn't be fair to somebody else. So I can only imagine what my shit was like back then, like for trying to nurture a, a girl's like feelings and like her life. Like, there's no way I was giving her what she needed. Like, you know what I mean? So there's no way it was good for her either. Like, but um, yeah. And then being broke all the fucking time, like never having enough for like barely ever, just barely scraping by. I got, and then, like, you know, emotion, like, relationship issues or whatever made me, like, fucked up my skating and shit, where I was just, like, didn't even really feel like skating and, like, got into this, like, depression, you know what I mean? And, like, I was, that was kind of fucked up, but, I mean, it was, all in all, it was really tight, though. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember, what were you thinking when I was going to come out and visit you? Do you remember I oh, stayed I for, like, three weeks? Was it that long? Dude, I stayed for a really long time. I don't know. It was awesome. I don't remember a whole Remember when lot Tristan didn't want to let me sleep in his bed when he wasn't there at first? And then we had, I just did it anyways. Dude, Tristan <laughs> had so many different little quirks. I heard he's a he's buff boy now. Yeah, I heard he's very buff. He's like a per, he's like <laughs> I, a personal I'm so interested in meeting he's him. He's like now a personal trainer. Because last time he doesn't I really drink. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't uh I don't think he's even smokes weed anymore. Last time I knew he was like rat boy, skateboarder, like recording weird trippy sounds on a fucking keyboard like he got me high as shit when the last time i went there and like recorded me laughing and shit you know and then like fucked with it like i just remember him being so infatuated with the weirdest sounds yeah he was probably like the first he's person one of that the did, most like, noise uh music like before the people that, that dude, shit was a thing that dude's like a brilliant person like he really is he just um yeah i don't know like he's just a he's a really really interesting mind for sure. You gonna go, B? Your turn, motherfucker. Sorry. No, you're good. 
Yeah, I was just fucking being sarcastic. I ain't sorry. But, um, but yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. You gonna move that night? You sure? You sure you're gonna move that night? <laughs> is it still recording? Yeah. Paul is deep in thought. <laughs> he picked up the night. Where's he gonna move it? Oh, to D2. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> All right. JCB. Jimmy Crow Blue. Where did that name come from? And I just thought that was, it's kind of like, that was the official first group of the homies that were, oh, we were always chilling, freestyling together. Yeah. Not even really we, like not me. Letting that shit fall apart is one of my worst failures in life. I feel like it kind of got weird though. Towards the end, there was a lot of people that weren't supposed to be in it. Personally, I thought. Yeah, that, well... That's how everybody else kinda, thought, and then when that happened, you know, I didn't know that every I didn't know everybody felt that way, at all, you know, because we was, we talked about it, and it seemed like maybe I wasn't I don't know I don't think I felt like I even had a place to say anything, and you know, then, and that's fucked up like too, because like I feel like that that whole shit should have been differently, but you know, we could build new things and make of that course. work differently, of course. but um. It was how the, long the ago whole was like that even now? even with you like, like even with you like how I dealt ago, with that like with, with going like hey you know like Dude. what you're doing I feel like you need to work on it and I then secretly be in hated it. you for that yeah I I wanted to fucking push myself to be or like to kill it to rap just so I could be like fuck you guys I made it like fuck you I still feel <laughs> I still feel bad about that honestly no, I, no but I do then. I literally do. <laughs> Like, I still think about that because it's just like in my head, in my head, like what I wanted was to, that decision was supposed to make you better, you know? Which I think it it did. It wasn't supposed to go, it wasn't supposed to push you away, but I realized that's what it did. You know what I mean? But that decision was like, okay, like, I think you're, you need to be better. Like, I don't want you to think that you're. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Getting pushed out. Like, because that wasn't supposed to be what it was. Of course, no. It was supposed to be like, all right, you're going to work on your shit. Maybe you won't be on the website right now, but you work on your shit, whatever. <laughs> We're going to fucking clean you up, and then you're going to come back in, and, like, you'll be you'll be better for it. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that was, that was, it was so, like, I look back at it, and I just feel like that was a very, like, arrogant thought process on my part. Because it was just like, like, who the fuck am I to, like, go, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. In my head, it's just like a, what the fuck, how serious is it really anyway? Like, <laughs> you know, like we're fucking friends that travel around and get drunk and do hip hop shows. Like, why am I being like, oh, you need to like, you know, step <laughs> it up a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause I could have said the same shit to Johnny, like, you know, and then like, I don't know. I feel bad about that still. Like, I do. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know it you. is, I but like, you. yeah, I love you too. You know? I mean, you know We're way mean. past that shit, and it did make me a better person. Believe me. I promise. I'm down to work on some new shit with you, though. Oh, uh, yeah. How's the. So, you live in Orlando now. Tell me a little bit about the Orlando music scene. I've se- When I have seen you, like, in Orlando, when you came out to the shows I did, or vice versa, I saw you, like, saying what's up to people that I didn't think you knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, people that were big and kind of more my scene. Yeah, the, the, the So I feel Orlando like people scene, respect you kind of, like, for what you do. Like, definitely. Yeah, I've I seen people dap you up, and I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, I definitely am, like, like that. I like, guess, known there, you know? Like, 
Yeah. Which is cool, but it's like, um, it's not even really a but. It's more like the um, the scene there is cool. Like there's so much, there's so many talented people. I think the problem with the Orlando music scene in general is that um, our peers, when you look to your left and you look to your right, you want to you want to be on par or supersede who you see to your left and right, right? Problem is in Orlando, there's not that many people crushing it. I'm good on that. There's not that many people like really crushing it in Orlando. So and then the and then the few people that are aren't seen as peers, they're on a pedestal. I feel like when you go to a bigger city, when you go to like New York or California, if somebody's like doing music and that's what they do, they're probably crushing it. And if they're not crushing it, they're grinding hard. When you have that type of community, when you look to your left and your right, you're like, oh, that guy's fucking crushing it. Like, I need to step it up. Like, I need to work harder because this guy's fucking working hard. I'm not working as hard. He's going to beat me. You know what I mean? But when you look left and right in Orlando, it's just like, oh, he's good, but he's chilling. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, I'm chilling too, you know? And then, like, I feel like there's a very just kind of lackadaisy mentality in Orlando where people undersell themselves and people sell themselves short. Like, there's so much fucking good talent there. Like, I can name a few rappers that, like, the fact that their careers aren't insane is insane. And But it's not because of... I, I, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a few things, you know what I mean? It's subjective. And it's, well. yeah, exactly, because not everybody is just not working hard either. There's just because like you think they're really good doesn't mean society wants to. The main. Well, I make I try when I say, when I say somebody's good, I have like I do have. Or same with me. I if do I have think like good, objective you know kind of uh, boxes that I check in my head for no, like saying but someone's good. But it's all good. an opinion. I'm right, like, but what I'm what I'm saying is just like objectively, these people would be as good as anybody that's making mad money doing it. Objectively. Like, if you just tit for tat, or tick for tat, however that saying goes. Anyway. And also, I guess it could be what you care about. Do you care about making money? Like, if you're rapping to make money, and you're making hella money, then you're killing it rapping. Like, you're killing it doing what you want to do. If you are want to be the best lyricist, you don't give a fuck about making a dollar. You could be killing it doing that. You know what I'm saying? There's so a lot really of, I'll say that, too. Depends on well, what the, the fuck I, I want to add that in, too. Like, it's... Well, I do want to finish my first thought and Sorry, to, fin- I don't to, to finish off. that. No, this is a conversation. It's good, but um, I, I feel like it's it's not that everybody doesn't work hard. It's just that I feel like there's not like a status quo of like that's just what you do. You know what I mean? You just you wake up and you work on your shit. You work on good placements. Before that, you just make sure that nothing that you're doing is corny to you. And make sure that you're doing the best version of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, The main thing I see that sometimes I get frustrated at is like I'll see certain people that are good and then they'll release something that I know that they are better than. Just from experience. I'm like, I know you could have done like this part better because I know you saw it. You just let it go. You know what I mean? Just shit like that. Mm -hmm. But then again, that's my eyes looking at it, and maybe not theirs. So who For knows? Sure. Definitely. Um, and then the second part of that, what was I? What was I going to get into? It wasn't about their what was it? Money, their hustle, what their I said. money. It was uh, 
Um, oh yeah, that there is on the other hand, on the other side of that coin. There's a lot of heart in Orlando. There's a lot of people like I, kind of touching on what you said, doing it for the right reasons from within themselves. Like definitely not just doing it for money. They're not necessarily just trying to monetize themselves, which is kind of a good and a bad thing. Might be good for the content. Might not be good for the progress of a career. Yeah. What was that band you were talking about? You're home, you're in with your homie. Oh, that's like relatively new. That's um, eh, almost a year old, I guess. Um, Audible Parts and Accessories. So that started by uh, my friend Jen, that is a manager at Little Indies in Orlando, um, basically saying, hey, I have this night in December. You want to do something? And I told her I would before I had any idea of what I would actually do. <laughs> <laughs> that's good though. That's yeah. sick. That's, I do that like that's initiative I I, I do that when I because I there's a lot of th- like I only I do that when I know there's something I can do that I probably just wouldn't do because then it puts a fire under my ass, you know. So then that's when I was just like, I guess I'll just I mean I'm gonna start with obviously rap's gonna be involved, but I don't want to just do a rap show at indies it'd be weird it's like a it's like a cocktail lounge i can't just rap so i was just like i mean and make it like an event unless it was just like a background aesthetic or some shit which i didn't want it to be and um so i was just like i'm gonna run some instrumentals i'll rap whatever and i asked my friend ratty to get involved with me i was like that's the homie who came no that's alberto you met he's the bassist okay i met him the day of our first show (laughs) So um, he was in the show. He was in the show, and I met him that day because we weren't gonna have a bassist, like, or, or, yeah, a bass player. So it was like uh, Ratty. I was just like, "Yo, you down to just like play some guitar over some beats, and I'll rap over it?" And he's like, "Yeah, fuck yeah." We started working on music, and then he was just like, "Dude, I think we really should get a drummer." And I was just like, "Oh, actually, for the first show, we didn't even have a drummer. I have a bunch of breaks that I downloaded." Of just drum breaks, and I have some drum records and whatever. So we just played those loud as fuck over the PA, and then they jam guitars over that. My friend Preston got involved. Uh, I forgot exactly how. Oh yeah, I was talking to him about guitar and stuff. He was he's been helping me learn more stuff. And um, yeah, so he was down. He was lead guitar. Ratty was rhythm guitar, and then. Uh, yeah, the day we were practicing before the first show, Alberto comes over just randomly with Ratty because he wanted to hang out and like go to the show with us. And uh, they're practicing, and he just picks up a bass and starts playing along with him. And I was just like, "Dude, you want to fucking you want to play with us tonight?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, that'd be my pleasure. Like that'd be great." I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> it would be my pleasure." Yeah, he's he, so nice. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's so the nice. most polite yeah. dude out. So good. He's like. He was like, of, thank you so much for letting us stay here. He's such a good homie, like, for bro, sure. He's a really good homie. But um, I wouldn't have let you stay here if Sean was here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what's it called? So he plays, and he killed it. Like, he killed it. It was just like, I didn't have to worry about anything, like, as far as what was happening in the band, because I, I knew it would work, because I knew they were good. I had seen it. And uh, then the after the first show, Ratty was just like, do we really need a drummer? And I was like, yeah, I agreed. And it took maybe like a month of us talking to a couple of different people. And then a dude that already worked at Indies, 
he plays in a uh, like a I think it's a pop punk band uh, called Hungover. They're like a signed band. They're 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 pretty like known um, in their like in that genre. But uh, yeah, he jammed with us once and was just like, dude, I fucking yeah, this is fun. Like I'm definitely down to play. So and then Gabe got involved. So yeah, it's like a full band now. Nice. Um, now my dude Nubez. Uh, he's the dude that I was telling you I was going to um, get beats from. We're working on a project together. He yeah. plays keys really well. So he's been playing keys at our live shows. Nice. Yeah. Do you think that would hold you back from moving here? No, because like we don't we need to we need to do more with it or just it'll just be something that's fun. Yeah. And right now everybody just likes to do it cuz it's fun, which yeah. is cool. Mm-hmm. But um to bring it to that next level, we need to do more. We don't, we, you know, we've been like playing together for almost a year and we don't have a fucking album done. Like, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit like that. Like, um, yeah. So I don't know. I wouldn't say it would hold me back from moving down here now. Nope. Do you remember taking me to Miami super young? I was way too young. To Maybe. Probably be able to go. Dude, that, my memory that is spotty, really man. showed me real life. Going around downtown, skating around there. Yeah. And also Marley Fest. Yeah, yeah. You went to Marley Fest? With you guys. That's what's up. That was, that's honestly one of my favorite concerts I've ever been to. Yeah. Seeing like Sisla and like. Yeah. And like oh, you yeah. put me on to all that reggae shit that honestly, like, dude, that shit has helped me so much mentally, I feel like. Yeah, I bet. You know? Me too. Like, especially in times where I was at my worst. When I feel like, I, like I, I, there's like songs I would just like sing in I my like head, like when I was in jail for the first time, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was just singing this one song over and over in my head. I feel like it really helped, you know. What song was it? Some, like on my knees, like some Luciano song. Praise, uh, like. Whenever I feel like the most after. depressed, I uh, listen to Bob Marley. Like I make myself listen to Bob Marley, because it's like. I know that that's the music that got me through literally the hardest time of my life. And um, so it's definitely like a, it's like a backbone now. Like I know I can always revert back to just some fucking good old Bob Marley. Was that, um, was that your dad passing? Yeah. When my dad passed away, like, and everybody was over at the house, I literally just fucking locked myself in my brother's room, put headphones on and listened to Bob Marley. And when people were trying to talk to me and like, oh, are you all right? Like, it was like, oh, Sean's like by himself somewhere. Make sure to check on him. I'm like, please don't check on me. I'm fine right now. Just let me work through this shit the way I, the only way I fucking can think to work through this shit right now. I'm working on the fly here. I don't know how this works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listening to Bob Marley. Like, just sit, like, laying on the floor. How old did you say you were? I was 14. I remember that was like one of the first times I ever met you, too. Do you remember that? I, like, gave you a hug because I just, like, felt like that's what I should have done. But, like... How much younger are you than me? How old are you right now? 25. I just turned 25. So, you're... Okay, so, when I was four... Yeah, you would have been... Yeah, oh, shit. You would have been, like, nine. Yeah. Damn. Isn't that wild? That's so young. <laughs> so... <laughs> 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 this 
<laughs> the way you said that, like, that was amazing. But yeah, that's wild, right? Because I feel like when we get to this age that we're at now, like 30 and 25 doesn't sound crazy. It's like, you know, it sounds like it's still in the ballpark, especially like a couple days ago when I was 29, like 25 and 29. That doesn't sound wild. But when you say nine and 14, that sounds like it's years apart. And I remember you were apart. way bigger than me. Yeah, well, probably. I like just remember looking up at you and you were like, you know, a little wide or two at the time no hair <laughs> yeah that's that's honestly the catalyst for why i started growing dreads because my dad is the only person that ever has given me a haircut other than sunny oh weird i thought it was you meant the other thing i didn't mean to yeah laugh. Oh, no, i meant because i think that's hilarious wait <laughs> but it was just like i uh yeah never that's got haircuts funny. from anybody else so then and i always wanted dreads and my mom would always tell me no and um I remember after he, after my dad died, I was just like, yeah, mom, so uh, I'm not going to go to a barbershop for my first time. I'm going to have to grow my hair out. And she's just like, yeah, whatever, basically. Because she knew, like, what? I'm going to send you to the fucking barbershop to spend, like, you know, 15 bucks a week on Mm -hmm. getting a haircut? She's just like, whatever, I'll let you do what you want to do. I think Mm -hmm. part of it, too, was her trying to let me cope the way I wanted to cope, too. Sure. Which and was yeah. really nice of her. And I'll never, I, I probably will never not have dreads. I'll probably either have dreads or be growing my hair to get them at some point, like, throughout my life, I feel like. Because there's nothing else. Like, it's just, like, for me, there's nothing fucking else. What am I going to do, like, fucking put a pick through my hair every fucking morning? Like, no, you know me. I'm not doing that shit. So it's like, this is the only thing that makes sense. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Wash it. Don't do any fucking thing else fucking getting your edge done trying to find some guy that fucking fades the right way or something like no Mm -hmm. don't have to deal with any of that shit i feel like this was a inspirational podcast yeah no i feel like you should wrap it up do you have anything else to say like to the audience Um, anything you want to say inspirational or you know i don't know whatever paul takes too long to make chess moves (laughs) i feel like it's your turn is it my turn (laughs) Oh, fuck, no. Uh, I think I moved this knight, the, uh, shit. the d7 move, after you move this yeah. bishop back. Uh, yeah. Fuck. All right, it is my turn. That yeah. concludes the podcast. Uh, plug your shit. Peace, 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 Plug peace, your shit, plug your shit, plug your shit. Uh, SeanShakespeare.com for updates on the music How and whatnot. How do you spell whatnot. it? S-E-A-N, Shakespeare, just like William. Cool. Um, what's also it called? Instagram. Shookin Spotify, whatever, wherever you stream music, Sean Shakespeare. Um, buy stuff. Instagram, Instagram, Sean Shakespeare. Everything Sean Shakespeare. Like I see whatever Twitter. What, that I'm never What should on. they look for? Uh, check out Bloodline. It's the last album I put out. Pretty hyped on it. Uh, second subject release produced by Swamberger featuring uh, E Turn of Orlando. Best rapper in Orlando, in my opinion, and she happens to be a female, which is awesome. Um, and featuring Blueprint as well, which Damn. is an awesome, awesome fucking honor to be able to be on a track with that dude, because I've been listening to his music forever, as That's you know. That's crazy, yeah. Yeah, he's really cool. We got I got to meet him and stuff, and uh, yeah, he's a super solid dude. Great work ethic, work ethic and uh, solid as fuck. But uh, anyway, um... Yeah. Hell yeah. This Look is on the first internet. hour podcast. We got to 55 minutes. I knew it would be. I'm that's really wild. happy that that's what it was. Hell yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for no, listening. No, fuck my shit.
Please. Fucking look up Calvani. Look up Calvani. Get some clothes. Get you threaded, B. Get you dipped. Get Lady you dipped on. in these threads. Calvani, motherfucker. <laughs>